Hello and welcome to the VanCast. I'm your host, Graham Eels, and today I'm with Sam Gray. Sam, how are you doing, buddy? Fucking awesome! I've never been better! I'm so happy to be here, Graham. Dude, thanks for coming. I appreciate that you came on my podcast. You know, I know you're a busy man. So I'm just wondering, first off, like, tell me a little bit about what you've been up to, uh, your mission, and what you've been doing the past couple months, past year or so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I, I, I'll start where the, where the magic is. We were just just kind of talking about like how this podcast came to be, which which reminded me of how my, I guess, mission came into my life where it's like you see something you want in the world and it's not there. It's not there. I ate personal development content up to the point of like in grade 12, like I would get up at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. and I would walk outside and I'd go write this blog. And I mean, we'll link it, definitely link it in the uh, description. Yeah, I'll That's, link all your all your stuff. A- absolutely, worry. yeah, like the very first, this is a special link, it's called Lifting Ideas. And it is my very, very first blog I started, which would have probably have been in like 2012. Is, is probably the earliest I could have started this talking about this journey. And, and I was getting up early. I was writing about personal development, writing about how to grow. And I was very involved in school and all, all this stuff. And just the more and more over the years that I got into it, the more and more I almost felt lonely in it. I felt a little isolated in the journey of like trying to discover how to, how to, how to better yourself, how to improve yourself, how to develop your person, personal development. So I eventually got to personal development for young adults and um and that and that i didn't see in the world i didn't see it specifically tailored for young adults i felt i felt the whole genre the whole industry was was for older people for for, for adults doing adult things um and uh, yeah and i'll never forget when i launched my first book i've made a post to Insta- instagram and i said look at this they don't have a personal development for young adults category on amazon yet i can't wait for that category to be created um so that would probably be the best place to start like i'm creating the category of personal development for young adults specifically for young men um i basically have the mission of bringing young men away from mental illness and towards equanimity in their lives um, through the balance of work and health and relationships. And equanimity, for those who don't know, I would definitely recommend Googling it because it's actually like a really deep concept, a deep word. Um, and it's best been described to me as like what a doctor needs to have to be a good doctor operating on the op operating table equanimity e-q-u-a-i-n-i-m-i-t-y equanimity um is basically what a doctor needs to operate on the operating room table they need to be able to be in control of their emotions enough to get the job done they need to be level-headed um and uh yeah and i basically through i mean i I, i'd love to get into the story kind of later on of exactly how I got there. But basically, I've come to this mission, um, realizing that the thing young men need the most is equanimity in their lives, everything 
um, for a healthy world and in, in my in my short life it, it, what I've come to is everything for a healthy world follows from men having equanimity so yeah that's so a little what, bit <clears throat> you got what does equanimity mean is it like kind of like a peace of mind or is it like a calmness or like what what does that involve involve yeah sure sure involve what does equanimity involve good question Graham so I have heard it best explained to me like all my ideas by older men um like a sign graph like you know it, it goes to the top and then it goes down peaks and valleys like a wavy line and then you have the line right through the center and um and you have the line right through the center and basically like that is equanimity that is equanimity is having the line through the center of the peaks and valleys and being focused on being there living there living there feeling the peaks feeling the valleys honoring them if you will but living in the center that, that kind of is... that kind of reminds me of um i saw this documentary once where they hooked up a monk to like they hooked his brain up to all the electrodes and stuff and they were measuring um, his like his emotions kind of they would go up if you're angry up down if you go sad or what have you uh, to things that would happen but because he had meditated so long no matter what was happening around him the line stayed in the middle it wouldn't go up it wouldn't go down uh, like so if he was if, if something around him was sad like a normal person they would peak or they would if they're angry it would peak but his stayed at like I don't know if you would call that equanimity, but that's what I'm kind of seeing here. Like a, it's like a state of being where you're. Is it like a control or? It's what happens when you stop forcing. It's what appears after that, as opposed to a a, a lens to put in front of the camera. It's okay. it's what it's what happens when you stop. Um. Yeah, it's not something you create, it's something you embrace. It's something that comes from within and it's something that happens when you let it happen as opposed to being something that you look for. And what are the results of it, of having it? Stability. Stability is the result and stability is basically what I've defined as the opposite of mental, of mental illness. Mental illness is when... You, you're unstable. You're unstable. You're unstable. Thank you. Yeah, you're you're in the highs. You're in the lows. It's too high. It's too low. Um, you know, you've got all of your brands of it. You've got bipolar being too high or too low. You've got ADHD being too high. You've got depression being too low. You've got anxiety being too, I don't know, all over the place, but not so much that you're bipolar. You've got schizophrenia, which is even more um, than bipolar and, and, you know, everything in between, everything in between. I think you've got a lot kind of in the lower levels of anxiety and depression and even ADHD, like being hyper, being manic. Um yeah, it's it's stability is the antidote to mental illness, which is my priority and my focus in my life because I have had experience being very mentally ill and it's fucked every single part of my life up to the point of like maybe not even living. And it's like if you take that type of an attack 
seriously or honestly, if you really actually honor that, I mean, if, you know, 4% of Canadians think about suicide in their lifetime, 96% of people don't even have it as a part of their life. I mean, at least reported by like, you know, the government survey, which is probably the best you can, you can do, but it's like, most people don't even think about it. So because I've had it happen in my life, like to, to sufficiently honor it, to treat it with the respect that I believe I deserve, I have to focus on delivering to the world as much as I can to bring other people away from that place as my best efforts towards staying away from it myself. So you you experience this awful, tremendously awful feeling, and now you kind of have an obligation to help other people um, get through it if they do end up in that situation. Absolutely. Absolutely, Graham. Every day. I mean, I even yesterday, I'm, I'm finding myself talking to my friend Brandon. And, you know, I'm like, he's like, how are you doing, man? Like, we talked about him for a little bit. He's like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm awesome. I'm doing really awesome. And, and I'm, I'm doing even over a 10 out of 10. And, and I said, you know, it's even more like it is most of all on days like those where I think about suicide and, and suicidal ideation. And, and you think that being able to being being blessed to have that high only comes from having lows and it, and it, and it only comes and, and stays and, and stays repeatedly in your life. If you are, well, I, I, I don't know if this is necessarily true, but it's, but it's what I've noticed is if I have to, constantly honor that I've had just as low lows you you have to love you have to love your lows and accept them and appreciate them to avoid having them control you well you wouldn't be able to enjoy the highs if you didn't understand the pain of the lows because if everything was high then that would just be normal right like it comes hand in hand to have lows and highs bad and good parts of your life I completely agree, Graham. I'm I'm reminded of Vancouver. I'm reminded of of how much I love this place. And one of my favorite parts about this place, even though everybody says Vancouver, we're raining all the time, which I love, by the way, because it's the opposite of sun. Um, I love rain so much. I missed it when I went to school in in Ontario for four or five years, actually. Um, But in Vancouver, we have very good, a very good balance of the seasons. By, By my count, we have deep and dark winters, and we actually have effing beautiful summers Graham beautiful and it's because of that contrast that I love living here so much I would hate to be in Arizona California Palm Springs whatever year round it's that contrast that that lights me up about life I love that contrast well we don't have extremes in any weather scenario right it's kind of like we just get to dip our toes in every single part of it like we have like you know it rains but it's not like crazy rain and then we have sun it's not like crazy sun and then we have snow and it's not crazy snow um but also what i love about vancouver is the landscape like we can go to the beach we can go ski mountains we can go to a park with green we can go like what there's not many places that have all those different environments in one I, I don't know of any other place in the world, Graham, and I'm reminded of when I was on a plane, Mexico vacation with the family, I must have been 12, we're getting back, 
and the pilot we talked to the pilot while we were getting off you know my little kid he gave me a little like you know pin for my for my shirt that was like a, a kind of airline pilot pin it was really beautiful and he said you know i've been all around the world i've been flying you know my whole career and i always come back to vancouver because nowhere else in the entire world has this much beauty yeah there's there's obviously some lows to vancouver um but in the overall it's it's where i want to live the rest of my life like yes you know we can't party till 3 a.m like the european nightlife is a little is a little bit better and you know we ha- there <laughs> sure. is a little bit of like a cliquey sassy culture that that has that it has evolved in vancouver and i think it has to do with a lot of the money um mm-hmm. so if you don't know people it's hard to make friends um so that may be some of the downfalls to vancouver but overall it's just it's just amazing you can do so much yeah the types of people that are attracted to this environment is what what I love more than anything. The embodiment of this landscape and 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 the earth and and this part of it is is the people who who are from here and and a lot of people who are here in Vancouver were have been born here and and are raised here are local to here. I mean, increasingly less and less. A lot of immigration is definitely happening, but by and large, at least, you know, where, where I spend most of my time and um, it's these kinds of people that represent the the city that are birthed from the earth through the city. And it's those people who, who I love the most is, is the reason that I too am, am here for the rest of my life as the home base I will have in the world. Well, also, I've kind of been set up like, you know, I have I have a play. My family has a place in Whistler. We have a place in Crescent Beach. I'm part of the Arbutus Club. It's it's like I'm set up this. I, I can just live here and do what I want and do as I as I feel and be with the people that I love. And when I have kids, I know the city like the back of my hand and I can show them the cool things like like the other day I went on biking through stanley park through the seawall went into queenie went to granville island just did so many adventures that it's just like oh my god it's like every day i find something new about the city that i can do totally and and what and what did it take like hopping on your bike and and in the back like in in your garage it's that, there's no prep you don't need to fly there's anywhere. bike lanes you don't need to worry about like crazy people like flying around you just put your helmet on, go in the bike lanes and people. And what's re- what I really like is people are on the same page, especially right now with this quarantine is they're on the same page. They, they take their space. Like we don't have, we have some rioters, um, not rioters, but some protesters that have not been social distancing um, as, and have been saying this is a hoax, but it's not to the extreme that you see in the United States, which I am really happy about and makes me proud to be a Canadian. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, you know, you're going to have protesters anywhere. And, and if anything, that signifies to me that, that we're doing a good job of, of uh, keeping freedom of speech open. Um, I, I mean, it, it even has begged the question of maybe, maybe too open, um, you know, especially when lives are at stake here. Well, there's a difference between freedom of speech and freedom to harm others with your actions. Totally. You know? And totally. Um, I think there's a line that has been crossed. Um, yeah, you know, 
I, I know completely. It's it's either crossed or not, and it's been crossed, and 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 it's being crossed by by people um, promoting conspiracy theories. Uh, I know there was a recent one. I believe its name is David Icky on the London Real podcast, um, and it's interesting because London Real podcast has an extremely positive reputation that's been built up for a long time, and I actually think that that will be taking a huge hit from having this guy on because because when you start promoting the idea that this isn't happening and, and that you know we need to protest it um like it's fine to think that and it's fine to 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 speak that in in the quiet of your own home but when you start um really pushing that on the rest of society pushing that on other people you you run the risk of a lot of people believing it, which ultimately could lead to them being unsafe and then causing more spread of the virus and then killing people, like quite literally killing people. So for for yeah. the sake of the viewers, what was the conspiracy that they were they were talking? Oh sure, about? yeah. If you haven't um, if you haven't checked the interview, out, uh, maybe we should even link it. It's a really valuable uh, deep interview, and and I think he is um, he does a good job by introducing a lot of like a variety of ideas of 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 why this this is a conspiracy a number of them that come uh come to my mind immediately are that uh spin-offs of the government doing this on purpose as in the chinese government or no no more like generally like the powers of the world are united together in some sort of council and they planned this or they're conspiring to do it on purpose um and uh even even things as crazy as that that they're not even uh humans they're they're aliens and and some weird the classic of illuminati oh. classic. Um, classic david ike david ike uh david ike yeah yeah classic okay. um but you know how I see it is um, my my defense to that or my yeah rebuttal is that the people that may be controlling everything they they're all about making money and right now the economy is doing shit and that's the last thing they want is because that means they're making less money um, and it's same with like there's a conspiracy about China started this and stuff. And it's like, well, China's GDP has been down for the first time in like 15 years or something. Um, and like their goals are, yes, control the world. But at the same time, we want to make a shit ton of money while we're doing it. And when the economy's down, they're all hurting. The oil guys are hurting. The, uh, the, the banks are making a shit ton of money, though. That's what really bugs me is the compound interest. Like that is just criminal. Hmm. What's criminal about it? Well, it's it's um. So you defer your mortgage or whatever, and then the interest co- compounds. So you're getting a break from paying it right now, but once this is all done, you're gonna have an extra like five or ten years of paying off your mortgage because the interest is just compounded, which means it just adds on to each other. Um, right. So so they're making they're making more money than if you were to have just been paying it off this whole time and not had to have this stoppage. Um, so it's a little bit criminal, but banks have always been like that, right? They've always taken advantage of situations. Um, but I do, I do think it would be right if the government would to say, Hey, you know what banks, you're not allowed to compound the interest. Let's just put a halt as in anything during this time 
is is neglected it's gone it's vamoosh it's disappeared and then once this is over they start back paying but this whole time while they're not making money it just disappears um so it doesn't add on any more on to the end i think that would be fair uh for the people yeah i uh there's another interview ray dalio interview um that talks about just how much restructuring of the entire entire economy is going to um, happen after this because you have people like oh, the yeah. banks and and you have people landlords come to mind I mean who have to get paid no matter what during even during these situations I mean the rent on your restaurant like you still have to pay it he's not you know maybe you get a lucky little landlord but the rules are such that you know the landlord requires rent no matter what every month and um, but but and- they're they're not allowed to kick you out Right, right, right. So, so, yeah. and that is that is a that is an accommodation that has been made that is probably awesome. I agree with that. Um, however, like the the what what I'm bringing to light, or maybe crystallizing that you were saying, was um, the powerful people in the world have designed the rules of the game such that they can te- keep their power, and they get to design the rules of the game because they worked. I mean, most of the time, I, I believe, worked into that place of power. I mean, we're working, you know, we're always trying to make the governments of sorts or people in power as meritic, as meritocratic, meritocratic as possible based on their actual merits. Um, yeah, corruption does happen. But if if that is the case, um, yeah, they, they do get to make the rules of the game, you know, and the rules that they made are clearly too much in favor of them and not enough in favor of other people which is why this has happened and been as devastating as it is and i think it's a beautiful thing i'm very glad it happened in fact i mean it doesn't really matter what i think it needed to happen happen it's happening i mean how many people aren't even facing that it's happening it's happening and it's going to be it's here crazy for a how many people are <laughs> like like trying to deny it and, yeah i know you know I, I understand the emotional benefit to to not you know embracing the the truth of that say um but uh uh it is true and um yeah and and it is here to say and and it is spar it is going to spark a major change in the policies in the um and the power, most generally, in the power balances in our society. And and I think that is awesome. I, again, I'll, I'll link you the Ray Dalio interview. It was very beautiful. It was a TED Talk, about 15 minutes. And if anyone's interested in, in learning more about this, he, he definitely does a, a much better job of explaining than, than at least I know I can manage. Maybe, maybe you too. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, it is a TED Talk, so it means he's going to have a lot of uh, information and knowledge on the subject. Um, and TED Talk is a very reputable source uh, for information I found. Um, I agree. I, I love it. Uh, uh, Bill Gates actually had a TED Talk uh, before this all happened, basically warning um, <laughs> the governments about uh, that our next war is not going to be with machine guns and and it's not even going to be cyber. It's going to be a virus. It's going to be a bacteria or something. That's And he was right. And What's what's really annoying is they could have put resources into this so that um, we wouldn't have been hit as hard as we were. Um, and it, if we took it seriously from day one, also, we wouldn't have been hit as seriously as we are. Uh, so what I do hope, because, as we said, the powerful do control what happens, 
they also don't like when they lose money. They don't like when the economy's down. So I'm hoping that uh, this forces them to put money into areas like this so that this doesn't happen. And yeah, like, I look, agree. look at India, man. They can see the Himalayan mountains. Like, pollution has gone down so much, and the Earth is healing itself so fast. It's incredible how fast the Earth is healing itself during this. It's it's amazing what happens when you get a break, eh? It's amazing when you just let the world breathe a little bit. It's like the weather is better. Like, I don't even know how that makes sense, but it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so meditation by the way is exactly that <laughs> where you just breathe like yeah let's, just, this is just a good to come back to it yeah meditation yeah. um because i know you're an avid fan of meditation i meditate myself i personally uh i have these beads that i have around my wrist and i like to uh rub them because it helps me get into that state when i'm meditating do you have any meditating practices you like to use Wow. Yeah, I actually am probably going to get some beads myself. I love that. I had some beads, but I lost them a while ago and haven't got any. Um, yeah, I listened to Sam Harris uh, podcast. Uh, he has a podcast, but and, and I listened to the free meditations on that for quite literally years. Um, but recently, I've, I've been having success with uh, his his meditation app, Waking Up. Uh, we can link that as well, waking up meditation app. I'm on day, what am I on? Probably day 20 right now. Um, and, uh, and 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 I look at my life, you know, I, I, I sometimes I'll meditate every day for like six months at a time. And, and, and I've had periods where, where I don't meditate for, you know, a year or two. And, and you know, it, it, it it's something I want to incorporate into my life um, um, forever. It's something that really brings me a lot of value. But um, I, I I do want to encourage people to be as 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 kind and gentle on yourself with it as you can, because I know with myself, like it's it's been really demotivating sometimes to feel like you absolutely need to do it, or or the second it becomes a type of chore at all, you know, like like today, you know, I haven't even done it today, and and today's been an awesome day. Um, I've done it every other day this week. Yet, so it's like really. Uh, if there's one thing I want, I would say about it. I know we'll, we'll talk about it quite a bit here, but if there's one thing I would lead off with, it's whatever it takes to do it. And and ideally, you don't miss a week at a time. Miss a day or two here and there, whatever. But you don't miss a week at a time. Kind of keeps enough momentum going for me personally. Um, and uh, yeah, and I love it. It's it's a source of probably more grounding than um especially when i get a bit of momentum going with it more more grounding than available in in any other area of my of my life yeah just how you want to find a daily practice that works for you and it's about being more grounded in yourself and there's nothing else this was it there's nothing else that i do in my life that is more grounding more energizing um more powerful more influential minute for minute no activity i do other than sleep by the way which is always a winner in terms of energizing by the way naps are awesome um is meditation it's it, it energizes me like no other 
and it affects my entire day, like we were talking about earlier, moving me towards equanimity, moving me towards um, stability, um, and um, and and yeah, and and what what I want to say, Graham. I mean, if I know there's lots I could say about it, but it's like, oh, like you know, who doesn't want to meditate? Who doesn't want to? Like, I, I'm sure well over half of the people listening to this would love to have it in their lives. I have been told a million times of all the benefits. I mean, you know, we we could go on and maybe even should go on and on about about them. Um, um, I'd like to, but but before I even we even do that, it's like, what? How can we motivate the person who wants to meditate who hasn't been able to meditate uh, regularly? You know, have that like two, three weeks straight, and, and kind of catches the bug a bit. How, how do we get someone to that point? Do you, what do you well, think? Well, well, I think the biggest issue is with a lot of things. It's knowledge. Um, they don't know a lot about it. They maybe like heard some like oh, some gypsies in a forest. You know, they there's some hippies or something. Um, but uh, what what I would like from you is is to help help to help people get into it is just explain kind of step to step what you do to meditate like your process sure. um, just to kind of give a little light of what the actions of it actually look like so people at home can just try it and see if they get uh, a similar effect right yeah um, this would be an awesome time at, at some point I wanted to just even lead a little meditation um, you know, not 20 minutes, but maybe a couple minutes here can lead a little meditation to show you just what it's like. Um, and before you get all your pillow out or your <laughs> or stop listening and skip ahead because because you're uninterested in it, you, you, we're not going to do anything different. You don't need anything. Just wherever you are doing whatever you're doing, all you need is your mind. Um, your attention, your awareness, what what you obviously have right now on, on me on on this podcast here with Graham. So, what what we're gonna start with is just doing your best to to calm yourself down, whatever that looks like. I like to kind of oh, take some breaths. My shoulders come back a bit lower. Always lower forward back and I just start to move my attention through my body just bringing it to my body slowly away from whatever's above me a lot of stress usually down into my feet even my legs calves quads hips, mm -hmm. just feeling your body, stomach area, maybe your chest, shoulders, as you come up to your head, you'll notice your breath, and it's quite difficult to fully focus on your breath, so, so we're not really going to go all the way there, but just even even for a portion of a breath, as you're listening to this, I mean, I'm speaking, but as you're listening, just even for a small moment of, of one of your breaths, just notice how it's happening for you. Notice how your breath is happening for you. It's happening without you doing anything to it. 
Your body's existing for you. It's breathing for you naturally. And it's not going to stop until you die. <laughs> it's, it's not ever going to stop. And when you're there with it, seeing it, having your attention there, even for the minutes we've spent here right now, can kind of come back to the world a little bit, come back to whatever's around you, come back to this conversation Graham and I are having, and you just notice that the world is always happening for you. The world's always happening for you. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all we're going to do there. I, I don't know helpful. about you, but I feel a little bit more relaxed. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel better. I feel, in a I lot feel of like ways. there's a little bit of clutter that was in my mind has just been evaporated. Yeah, some space, some more space. Meditation gives you space in your life to think. Do you have a special kind of position or area that you'd like to meditate in? Like, what's your favorite meditation spot? It is right now my desk. It is my chair at my desk uh, in the morning when I'm when I'm getting ready for the day and uh, doing, you know, emails I usually start with. Relationships are number one to me. Um, and I'm just at my desk. It's right there. I toss on my headphones. I go on the app, and I just start it. And um, and I would say, um, more than more than place in the physical world is the place you put meditation in your mental world. And having a guide, having a guided meditation, be it an app you invest in, or even just you know a single YouTube twenty minute one. There's tons. Um, again, we can link a couple of them. Um, but whatever you pick, just pick the same place to go back to so that you know, you know, what app you're going to listen to, you know, what track you're going to listen to. And I would recommend a guide, especially for those starting so that you can always go back to that place. Because the worst thing I've found what I hate Graham is I don't have that clear meditation place where I'm switching it up all the time. And I'm like, Oh, I want to meditate. And then I spend like sometimes 20 minutes looking for the right one, picking, deciding, you know, and when you do it the same way every time, it really eliminates that kind of switch up cost. I, I find for, for me, my favorite spot, like I, I'm like you, I kind of adjust where, where to my environment where I am. Um, but my favorite spot is when I wasn't in quarantine, I would go for my workout, I would get really tired, you know, I would go um, into the have a cold shower and just like shock the body a little bit. And then I would go into the steam room um, where the steam just like relaxes your muscles and it's like everyone's mm -hmm. quiet in there. No one's talking. And it's just this ultimate feeling of comfort and relaxation in the steam room. And you get the eucalyptus smell and it's, oh, oh man, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like, I feel pampered. I'm not going to lie when I'm in there. It's yeah. like, I feel so lucky to have that opportunity. And and you know and you know where I first learned of that exact ritual, Graham, was from a man um, who will also link Ben Goreski um, with his podcast, Evolving Man Podcast. 
Um, beautiful man. I've known this man over two years. He, he's an incredible dude with an incredible podcast, actually. But Ben's backgrounds in, in addictions work. He's, he's over 20 years in it. Um, found himself in rehab at age 15. Um, oh, wow. As, yeah, as, as the start of his journey. So, um, But I'll never forget, man. You know, I'm about a year into knowing the guy, and I'm, like, kind of struggling with depression, probably at the beginning of, of, of really my journey with it. Um, and, and maybe and maybe this is that segue to, to get into that. But um, just to finish the thought here, like, uh, he, I'm like, man, I'm kind of depressed. I'm not feeling great. Like, what, what, what do you suggest? What, what works for you? Like, when do you feel good every time? And, and, and he says the exact ritual. You know, you go to the gym, especially for men. It, it, it's a really beautiful ritual. You go to the gym. You, you experience some hot. You experience some cold. Maybe experience a little bit of both. Um, sauna, cold showers, steam, whatever. And, and it's in that final place you go after the workout that that if that feeling that that overwhelms your body that feeling that you feel revitalized yes rejuvenated yes rejuvenated and a deep soul level absolutely absolutely it's like it's like it, it'll be sitting at the bus stop and i'll i'll almost like go into a a different space out of my body and just be like and i'll like catch myself and be like oh shit i'm at the bus stop you know because <laughs> i feel that yeah. good it's like um, yeah 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 it's it's incredible i i love doing that um but it, it's about balance right it's you gotta you do you gotta have those lows with meditations but you gotta have those highs as well like working out like thinking yeah. about a project or it's all about balance it's just it's just like a an an engine if you're working too hard all the time, you're going to overheat. You yeah. need to come down and just calm it so that when you work hard and you're going hard, um, your body is not as stressed while doing so. Yeah. Yeah. What's the best thing for an engine for a car? Is it, What's the worst thing for a car is to, to, to leave it for you know, 10, 20 years. You don't touch it. The best thing is, is when it's running regularly. Um, yeah. when it when it is used regularly and and just to kind of come back to 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 our stability concept our highs and lows like your body is the center of your experience in this world it's it's the portal between your soul and, and reality and it, it's always going to be there it's always going to be affecting translating every part of your experience so the more you can come back to it and and, and ground in it as, as the central place for for your your life the the more equanimity you'll have the more stability you're, you're going to have um coming back to your body especially with with men um who i find myself and a lot of other men tend to get too cerebral too heady um is, is you come back to your come back to your body i'm i'm a part of the the samurai brotherhood which i i'd also ask you to link it's a men's group i've been a part of for almost two over two years now almost two and a half um, and we have a code that you can find on the website that 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 grandma link like number three is train your body it's number three in the code and and it might even be number two you should know but but it's it's so it's so important it's so important and and to to maybe segue to depression a little bit here it's like i think depression is is what happens when you are courageous enough or think yourself special enough to venture off into the territory of of seeing what happens when you don't exercise regularly when you when you really think that that's necessary to um 
to to try to try when you really want to go ahead of everyone who's come before you and and really test whether or not exercise is 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 a good idea um because i know with my own journey that was definitely a tipping off point where i was like ah maybe i'll be able to get away with not exercising for a little bit you know and i think your mental health is your physical health it's it's the exact same thing and um on my website there's a book i wrote called rock-solid mental health for stability through resilience. And um, in that, I describe exactly how uh, your mental health constitutes your physical health. It, it, exactly. It's it's the same thing. It's by definition the same thing. And, um, and yeah, and I think depression is what happens when you, when you forget about that. Well, there's also chemicals that get released like dopamine or... Physically, yeah, um, in your brain. That, that make you feel better make you feel happy like uh and for me personally um i think everyone's had periods of their life where they're not doing what they should to keep themselves optimal to keep themselves at the best place you know and my lowest parts of my life are are when you know you're you're smoking a lot you're eating a lot of junk food you're you're not going outside much you're not exercising um and you sometimes you can get into a space where you you convince yourself you don't need it or you convince yourself this or you convince yourself that um but at the end of the day i think a lot of it is you're you're trying to push yourself maybe harder than you are may not be ready for so that might be one of the downfalls to getting in these depression stumps is you know all you need to do is if you can only do one push up that's fine do one push-up and then tomorrow try to do two push-ups. Or if like you you don't like walking very much, walk down your block and come back. It's it's just about focusing on yourself and improving yourself. I think people compare themselves to other people. Like they go on YouTube and they see this guy, he's like freaking shredded and he's like running like like 30K and just like, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh shit, I can never do that. And then they like eat their tub of ice cream and then they feel depressed. But don't don't compare yourself to the best of the best compare yourself to yourself in the past yeah to who you who to who you were yesterday not to who others are today yes Uh, that's from jordan peterson um and uh, one thing i want to tack on to this here graham is is when you are with as a man i'm I'm only going to speak to men right now for a second and it's when you are with your men you when you're in close relationship with your men you can't help yourself from exercising you you can't help it from coming up in conversation there's even a little bit of competition that kind of beautifully happens when men get closer to try to be more uh, physically strong healthier that with one yep. another and when you disconnect from that when you when you isolate yourself when you separate yourself and and re- retract um from relationship into your ego um is is when i find myself most easily forgetting about exercise neglecting my body um and and you know ultimately over identifying with my with my ego become coming controlled by it yep that that's very true and you you've had Uh, you have a little bit of a story with your own experience of depression are you willing to share totally Um, yeah yeah yeah. it was just totally what what that was like for you and and what you did to get out of it definitely yeah um well i mean i have a 
uh, suicide video on YouTube that I just kind of put out recently that maybe doesn't explain as much of my own story as it does the nuggets I I gathered from it. So maybe we could have this be a little VanCast exclusive. <laughs> um, right, right here. Story. No, 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 no. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. Cast <laughs> exclusive, exclusive with Graham Mills and Sam Gray. Sam Gray reveals all. No, 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 no. Yeah, Vancast. <laughs> Vancast. Uh, um, yeah, Vancast. Love it. Love it. Whole world. Yeah. Okay. Um, literally global. Okay. Um. But yeah, like prestige like, so, worldwide. <laughs> world, worldwide. Um, <laughs> we're having too much fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd love love to talk about it. I, I, I mean, if 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 there's one thing I'm certain of, Graham, it's 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 the way to heal our mental health uh, is through talking about it. I mean, it's it's what gives gives us a chance at at, at healing it. it. It's what gives us a chance at, at solving anything in, in culture. All the problems happen when we stop having. A conversation about them when when we prevent them from being talked about talked about or even even you know even discourage them from being talked about like like sex and and, and money as, as examples um but uh yeah my journey i'm <laughs> i always love talking about myself so i appreciate you indulging <laughs> me um but uh you know this isn't about me it's about you the the, the listener here so and, and hopefully you can relate a little bit um maybe, maybe you can i hope you can um but uh yeah like my my, I was a very happy kid, you know. I I, I would say that's a, a understatement. I mean, I was elated all the time, all the time. And 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 the reason for that, I, in in retrospect, is I, I had beautiful parents. Um, my my parents tried a lot of times and failed to to have children. Um, they were a little older when they started, about thirty three. I didn't have kids for the next ten years, and um and and really, it's it's been. Their kids have been their lives to my parents, and, and I've been lucky to have them invest a lot of themselves in me. They, they really care about me, and and uh, the upside of that was was having a, a beautiful childhood that was very safe and and very um, full of good feelings. Um, and uh, yeah, I was I was a very uh, excitable, uh, exciting, gregarious uh, young man. And um, and and what happened was when I grew up and and you know especially when I dived into the real world and, and the big bad real world where everyone else isn't as nice to you as I am as my as my dad would always say about it um, you know everyone isn't as as nice to you as your parents were and and everyone doesn't love you how they did and uh, and that can be you know quite a confronting reality and and you can spend a lot of time trying trying to fight that um, but uh, yeah like I basically I think really the start of my journey with it was like finally getting to university. I mean, in high school, I had the goal of getting to university, and that was a motivating enough goal when I was um, – I'm so excited to tell this story, by the way. Man, this is, like, beautiful. I just see it unfolding in my head already. Um, so I'm in high school. <clears throat> And I'm trying to get to university. I get into university. I'm in university, and the program I I, I had didn't start till third year, so I had to do well in my first and second year. And so then that was a goal. And then I did my first year and my second year. And then, um, you know, I'm in my third year in the program, and and it's awesome. It was a business program, 
at Western, Ivy Business School, awesome school, loved it. Um, but uh, it, it was at that point where things started to, to creep in because I, I wasn't, um, I didn't pick what job I wanted. That, that's, you know, you get into the business school, you go to the business school and then you get a job. I didn't uh, pick what job I wanted. Um, I, I really put off that decision and, and I, and I tried to avoid it because it caused me a lot of pain because I didn't want to pick the wrong one. Yeah. We're really just going to say whatever just, is true just here. Get it out. Feels good. Like, yeah, it, it, it does feel good to say that cause it's true. Like I, I didn't want to pick the wrong career and, and my, it felt like my whole life had depended on that, you know, and, and it was such an open ended question and there were so many jobs. I didn't want to pick the wrong one. And, you know, up until that point, my life had been so laid out for me. And, and, you know, I went to the same business school my dad did and, you know, everything was all safe. And then I'm just, so I just got really overwhelmed by that. I think in, in hindsight and what, what ended up happening was I didn't really pick I I guess I finally succumbed in third year and then I got a job downtown that I hated in an office so I did that for the summer and and I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna be a business kid now and then you know got back to school and that fall semester I was just like oh my god absolutely not and and you know the first thing I did and come Christmas break was called 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 the uh called I, I had a couple job prospects lined up and I called them and I'm like I'm not coming back to, to my office job the other ones I said no I'm not doing this and um you know and and, and that's and that's where my journey with what started as John Samuel Gray.com and is, is now Sam Gray.ca um uh, that's really where it started it, it started as the job I needed um and at the same time it's exactly where the depression started you know like one thing they don't tell every young person wanting to get into entrepreneurship is it, it will be as um mentally unstable as it will be as you will be successful um and at least in my experience and uh you know i, I wasn't prepared for that i i wasn't aware of it and you know when when it didn't materialize into a world changing success and i can make a full-time income from it which uh, was the case actually for a cousin of mine um who who you're all welcome to check out awesome awesome successful uh, guy jordan gray his website's jordangrayconsulting.com he's a uh, relationships coach um you know and and he has a he has a story that i tried to model you know he, he had great success when when he started his own thing which was actually preceded by three years of relationships experience which i you know i didn't have three years of preceded you know young people personal development uh training I, I just jumped into it right away so when i didn't have that six months of success graham like i just wanted to kill myself i mean it literally was that simple it's like i'm staking my whole life on this thing and like then this isn't gonna happen and i'm just like man like i can't imagine life without this thing happening it's not happening like why would i even bother you know and it it like it was not the right, like I said, I was very unprepared for the experience. And like we were kind of talking about earlier, I was probably very over-identified with my ego, very pulled away from my relationships that, that caused it and caused that kind of level of mental illness and, and, you know, like being able to get away with thinking bad things for a long enough time without having your friends, like, you know, moderate you. Um, yeah, so it obviously didn't be 
become the massive success I wanted right away. And, you know, that following year was a, what was that, probably 2018. That was, like, where I finally faced what it was like to live life, you know, for longer than a day being being depressed and being unhappy. And, like, that, you know, ended up being the exact fodder that I needed for um, for the mission I'm on now to, to, like, speak about mental health for young men specifically, um, you know, to the world. And um, it's just so funny because it's like I look back, I, I was telling this to someone the other day, I'm like, man, I failed. I didn't, I didn't, you know, be able to run this business full time after the first six months. Oh my God. And, you know, and, and then what ended up happening was it, it, it birthed from the most genuine place I, I could imagine. Um, me being forced to learn how to meet my own needs when it came to my mental health. And, and I clearly wasn't prepared. And that year through therapy, through medication, through, um, support groups of all different kinds, like multiple, like, um, I went to this one called Overeaters Anonymous, which is kind of like AA because I eat a lot and, and men's group like Samurai Brotherhood and, and a whole host of, of, of things happened in that year. But ultimately it set me up to, to be on the mission I'm on now. And, and you know, if, if there's one message to the people out there listening to this who, who might have experience with depression themselves, it's it's that life is happening for you. It's, it's not happening to you. And um, and, and the depression you're experiencing, just, just like the world catastrophe, the pandemic, the, the plague, as, as one of my friends calls it, is happening right now. It's happening for a reason, you know, and, and it will ultimately leave us in a better position than when we, we started in. And just like this, in the same way, depression will leave you in a better place, will move you to a better place than, than you were um, before it came into your life. And, um, and, and, and yeah, and, and that, that journey is what ultimately, you know, led me to becoming like stable enough myself and, and happy enough again and, you know, balanced again, which by the way, like I said, it took like, and that was 2018, it's 2020 now. And it's like, you know, just the past probably six months, uh, I've been really starting to feel like myself again. And, and, and that was after like two years of just getting taken out of the game, man. Like I was just the furthest thing for myself, you know? So it was like, it took a lot of different tries, a lot of pain, a lot of time, a lot of people behind me. Um, but, uh, but I'm so lucky, man. I, I made it like, I, I didn't, I didn't make it out, but it was, it was a definitely, a, I did make it out and, and sure, you know, it could happen again. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to live like, like it, it'll never come again in my life. It might. And, 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 and if it does, I will be a million times more prepared. Um, but, uh, the more I've, I've learned to love that experience, that part of my life, the, the more, uh, the better I feel and and yeah it's ultimately like spurred this completely genuine very deep in my soul like trying to express itself in the world to help other young men with their mental illness and like I'm so lucky like this even two months ago three months ago now I've been been having the opportunity to coach young men with this um supporting them in their mental health and, and um and a number of young men and uh yeah, and that's where the story kind of 
ends. That's where we're at now. I'm, I'm coaching other young men. I've moved myself into a place of stability. I've met my own needs enough that I can now have my cup be overfilling enough and, and just have the overflow pour into other young men's cups, which, um, which is really the secret to keeping my own cup full because I have to keep it full to do that. So, um, yeah, I'm, that was awesome. I'm so glad we got to Go through that, Graham. Thanks for that. No, Asking no about that story. So I got a tough question coming up for you. Um, oh. So, <laughs> so what? What were the main factors that separate you now than you in your heat of your depression? And obviously, not being depressed is one of them. But what? What are some of the factors and characteristics that you see about yourself now that you didn't see in yourself during the heart of depression? Sure. So, I mean, before even answering the question with specifics, like it's a different state of mind. So, I mean, we were talking earlier about hormones and, and you know, your brain chemistry. And I mean, a, a major factor of, of who you are, how you think, the state of your mind is the state of your body. And, and, you know, you have different amounts of hormones. I mean, you can measure these things going on, different, you know, um, neurons firing at different times. And, you know, you die, all these things affect that. Um, but, uh, but, but, quite literally i mean i'm aware of like my mind my brain was in a different state um in, in that period that, than it was now it was like physically different and you know and the, the biggest indicator of depression to me is like you are you looking for the bad in the world or are you looking for the good in the world and what do you reward yourself by like right now i i have a win myself or or you know you have a podcast like this and i'm literally elated for you that's what I focus on it's like oh my god Graham's in my life he's, he's doing something awesome that's what I'm focused on but when you're depressed you're focused on how terrible the world is how the world's going to end conspiracy theories to, to have other people corroborate with your view um, and uh, and when I was depressed I, I was looking everywhere for that I mean Graham I remember I was at the gym so I was at Western for a year after I graduated working on this business of, of, of writing um, and and John Samuel Gray and um, and I was at the, so I'd go to the gym there pretty regularly still at at, the, at Western and I remember just walking into the gym once Graham and I'm like so depressed and I didn't even know it at the time like I I, I still again it hadn't really happened in my life so I was like is this even possible like I was my ego is still fighting it no I'm not here I'm not here I just remember looking around everyone at the gym and you know it was exam time or April or something so people were kind of sad and I'm like like how can anyone here be thinking anything other than what I'm thinking? How can anyone else here not be like thinking about killing themselves like all the time every day, you know? And it's like you get so deep in it that you literally have that be your world. You're like, it, and I almost got possessed by the idea. I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate I didn't try at all. Um, although there was definitely like situations where it would become very front of mind for sure. Um, but, uh, but, 
But when it becomes such a part of yourself, a part of the world, a part of um, your thoughts, you project those thoughts onto the world, on what was around you. And and when I was depressed, Graham, it literally got projected on every part of the world around me. Even, and I bring up the gym probably by accident, but like serendipitously, that we're talking about exercise. Even on the very thing, in the very place, in the very environment where, where it's going to pull me out of depression the most – was where was where I found you know I'm I'm sharing this memory for a reason here, um, clearly because yeah that's that's where I thought everyone wanted to kill themselves and was thinking about that all the time too, you know so yeah that's a that's a number of them I mean I think I think thinking about killing yourself and having that be a regular thought in your mind would probably be if I was to boil it down like the one qualifier between a depressed person and a not depressed person well especially when as depressed as having suicidal ideation which that is and then also you're you're more willing to do things right you're more willing to try maybe saying hello with friends cuz when you're depressed it like you said, it's like this isolation demon that yeah. is in your mind that basically um, holds you from doing, from living the life you should and prospering yeah. the way you should. Like I, I read this book, it's like Napoleon Hill called like an interview with the devil. And he talks about how the influences around you, the devil gives you these influences. He doesn't force you, but he gives you opportunities and influences to just dig yourself deeper into a hole and until you realize that you actually have the power he doesn't that's when you you'll understand that you can get out of it because like you said the world is working for you like this is your story this is your life don't let anything there's nothing in this world that can stop you from doing what you want to do and having a loving, amazing life that you want to have besides yourself. Yeah. And that that's a big kind of open eyes for me in my meditation is once I realize that it's only me. There's no, <laughs> there's no mom, dad, sister. Yeah. It's literally the only thing standing yeah. in your way of anything is yourself. Right. And your own mind. And your own mind. Yes. Yeah. And if you don't like it, just like Michael Jackson says, look in the mirror and change it. You know, you don't <laughs> like your mind, you you need to mold your mind. Like like how how I can kind of see what you did is you 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 literally broke down your mind and rebuilt it. Um Yes, that's a beautiful, beautiful uh, metaphor, Graham. That's exactly like I I broke down the vehicle of it and and really built it again from the ground up. Yeah, love that. And you must feel amazing. Like that's why you're so damn happy is because you know (laughs) what it's like to, to feel like crap. Sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe I'll acknowledge the part of myself that, um, well, you know, that's not even true. I was going to say like, and some people think this about me. They're like, you can't possibly be this happy all the time. You're, 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 you know, putting it on quote unquote, you're putting a face on. And like, I I literally have to stop myself, Graham, from like bouncing up and down on the exercise ball I'm sitting on right now and like screaming and having my hand, I'm literally holding myself back from that right now because of how much I'm enjoying and haven't been enjoying this, this, this podcast here with you. And like, that's a regular thing 
that's a regular thing in my life. Like I literally feel in my body, I'll, I'll scream in the car, like after a good phone call or something good happens in my life, I'll just be like, fuck yeah. Like screaming like, yes, 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 yeah. And, well, and, and well, it's, yeah. Like, like, let me just add a, add a little yeah. point here. Like, just like I said before, I'm going to be pretty frank. Fuck what those people say. Like they're only saying that because they're jealous of how, much fun you're having they're looking at their guy and they're like totally. holy shit why can't i yeah. be that happy um yeah. they're reflecting their own problems and like i'll be frank fuck those people it's about you it's not about them it's absolutely. not about them at all focus on yourself sorry focus continue. focus on yourself absolutely and, and and that's and i even wrote that in one of the notes i wanted to talk about today which was like like don't be afraid to completely ignore everyone else and their and their problems and and i'm not going to say that as in like ignore your friends and ignore other people ignore relationships in your life but you 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 are way different in the variety of experience of problems you have in your life and and the the amount you struggle with them everyone's completely different and the likelihood that that you're complete the same as society like the average of everything is 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 100 not gonna happen it's not the case for even one person i mean that we're, we're, we're our dna is different every single one of those so so the more that you can learn what who you are and how you are different and and just be curious with that be able to embrace that you are your own person you you are a unique individual and if you don't struggle with things other people do or you do struggle with things other people don't that's the beauty that's that's where the magic is and 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 that's been such a theme in my life Graham like you know battling with caring about what other people think you know and and not having the courage to say fuck them and 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 to really believe myself and and believe people certain people in my life like you when you say like fuck those people you know because the truth of the matter is and especially for those listening your your ego might tell you otherwise but you get to decide who you listen to you get to and, decide what energy you let in and it's not a complete like fuck them never talk to them again in my life no. it's more just you come first um and if and if and they're just secondary opinions like you don't want to completely black out their opinion you take their opinion in and you assess it for yourself um and a lot of it you'll realize you know they're just they're just bullshitting or they're just doing this because what i find can be dangerous is is when you stick to other people what other people are saying about you and it, it can hurt you right because because just like your ego like oh well oh, timmy fucking he didn't like my shoes like oh god damn it like, <laughs> thinking at home yeah. like oh shit now oh, well fucking i have bad shoes but really it you liked the shoes in the first place so why do you care about timmy liking your shoes you know it's like focus on what you enjoy and what makes you happy and you know sometimes looking good in other people's eyes will make you feel good about yourself you know when i go to the beach after working out a good amount i feel good being in public um it, you know it's good to feed your ego once in a while but just just remember that you need to be safe you need to be healthy and you need to be smart by the way you listen to others and choose what you're gonna allow entering your mind and allow to feed your ego mm -hmm. 
As long as you just run it through you. Like, I, I mean, it, we're all different. And, and I think you can just trust yourself enough to know that, like, if you run it through yourself, if you ask yourself, you know, your opinion on everything that is in your life, it, it just trust that whatever comes out of that will be awesome, you know? And, and like, that's how I coach young men. I'm like, always just bringing it back to them. Like, what do you want in your life? How, like, where do you want to go? What, what do you want? And, and then he, they tell me, and then we make a plan to get there. It's, it's all about them. It's it's all about you. It's all about your life, and um and 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 that's like how I see us evolve. That's how I see myself at least involving evolving the world. And it sounds like you too here with this, with this podcast is like bringing it back to the beauty that is within each of us. Yeah, and the good that is within the good. Each of us the good we're inherently good good. i mean we we can't help being good man i think bad happens or maybe not bad but harmful to others is always a layer we force on top and yeah it's 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 hard because we live in a competitive society so you're kind of taught that to push other people down to make yourself go up that's that's (laughs) how our society is designed the opposite's true by the way you get higher the more people you bring up (laughs) exactly exactly When it comes to a a very smart man once said, a life is about living and touching as many people as possible. You know, Um, that's what a good life is about. It's about talking to people, helping people, touching people, not in weird ways, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Totally. totally. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's about as many as possible, man. I mean, what's more powerful than a person? Tell me what part of the universe is more powerful than a single individual. The, the entire the smartest piece of technology in the world is the human brain. Because it has made everything else. Exactly. Any supercomputer, it was made by man. Like the thing in your head is the most powerful thing in, in the universe that we know of. Totally. Yeah. So so use it. And okay, lastly, mm-hmm. for people at home, um, you know, they're, they're obviously right now, it's a little bit of a depressing time. What are some things to do during this quarantine to keep yourself sane? Yeah. Um, great question. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this, this long into it, clearly, clearly it might be four days of listening, to you it, know, but... <laughs> four days of listening to this over and over. Cause you had so much fun, um, listening to this as I, we had making it like, Yeah, so your quarantine is the chance for you to discover yourself. And it's been given to you by the universe. It's been it's a present for us all. It's a it's a gift. It's a late Christmas gift. And maybe your birthday is around now. It's a birthday gift for you. But it's 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 the the gift from the universe for you to discover who you are. And the way you can do that is by having full autonomy over your time for the first time. Well, and maybe not full autonomy, but I mean more autonomy than than you're used to for for the entire world in, in our lives. So, what what I encourage your listeners to do is is to have fun with the exploration. Explore. It, it, spend time on what you love. Spend time on those things that you've been putting off. Put your energy in the places that make you feel magical. And um, and and by the way, definitely exercise like every day if you can. I mean, that's been oh my gosh for me. Every every thing, all the success I've had during quarantine is because I've had a consistent. Exercise 
exercise regimen because your mental health is your physical Same. health. Same. There's that baseline. I mean, before we talk about anything else, but but given that given that baseline, it's like now is the time. I mean, launch a video course, write a book, make a song, make an album, make a website, make a new Instagram. Like, go on a hike, go travel somewhere. Go like, well, actually, don't go on a hike or travel somewhere. Um, <laughs> can't condone either of those things. But the rest of it, the rest of it. Um, the rest of the things I said, um, like, like discover yourself, you know, and, and now is the time where you have no other excuses other than to spend your time on the things that light you up on those magical things. That's that special to do list that you, you've been saving for the rainy day that, that you've been putting off because you have to focus on work and other responsibilities. Now is the time. I mean, man, I got a friend. My buddy from university, I lived with him in second year. He's just started uh, posting like uh, uh, mixes. He started mixing like kind of deep house music. And it's amazing, man. The amount of creativity that's spawning from this guy's brain is incredible. And it's all because of quarantine. This has the, let me let me say something here, Graham. Quarantine and, and COVID-19 and coronavirus has the potential to be the most creative period in the history of the human race because never before have we allowed enough space and quietness and slowness for the geniuses of the world of the world to create and i encourage you like the geniuses we have around us to take advantage of this time is quite literally the only time in history that we've had that type of an environment for your brain to exist in for for yourself to exist in it's literally begging for you to create the world is begging for you to create something new it's created all of this space for you so fill it fill it with what you want to the most what lights you up the most that's uh, I'm, I'm just imagining like albert einstein in like quarantine <laughs> <laughs> Surviving so hard, man. He would literally have invented like sixteen thousand new things by now. Like, yeah, oh he my would god, have, he true. would have like, he would have advanced the world like probably a hundred years in that in this like three months quarantine. <laughs> totally, totally, yeah. I mean, and and what does he do? What did he even do in his life? He kind of quarantined his whole life. You know, he he sat with yep. himself thinking and creating and yeah. that's the opportunity that you know most of us don't have regularly because we have to work quote unquote and we're not in that type of a job but right now and we all have that opportunity to be like albert einstein so like go create <laughs> that is awesome you know this is a great way to end it this has been an awesome chat to finish it off um you can you can send me all the links. I'll I'll post them. But just shout out anything you want to shout out. You don't have to spell it out because they'll be in the description. But just give a little shout out to anything you want the people to know about. Yeah, sure. Um, they should all know about SamGray.ca, the world's best website. Um, I might know the guy on it. Um, <laughs> that, uh, I got it awesome. in. I got Beautiful. it into the guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might, you might know him too. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's awesome. That's where I have a lot of my writing and and other content. Uh, also links to YouTube there. 
Um, but uh, other than that, like if there was one thing I could shout out to, it would be the Samurai Brotherhood. And I mentioned them before. Um, they're a men's group in Vancouver. Uh, they are about 30 squads strong. We are about 30 squads strong now, over 400 um, men in, in the Brotherhood. And um, and it, it's really the way of the future in my eyes of, of making the men of the world mentally healthy and stable and the way you do that is by forcing them to meet regularly commit to meet meeting regularly once a week every week no matter what three hours ours is tuesday nights seven to ten um sometimes it's mondays and uh yeah samuraibrotherhood.com check it out we got open houses every couple months and uh that has been, among many things, the uh, path, of, an instrumental part of my path to uh, my own journey of healing. So I, I owe them the world in many ways. And, and, and I, especially if you're in Vancouver, uh, encourage you to uh, check them out if you're a man. Well, thanks for coming. Um, thanks for chatting. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, and I'd just like to remind everyone to have a great day and stay safe. Stay safe, stay happy. I love you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Graham. Peace out. Peace.